With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. This is um, March the 13th, 2016, and our continued work and examination of various laws that affect us. And this evening, we're going to be talking about U.S. Code 362. Um, and um, Gloria, I'm turning the phone, uh, the floor over to Gloria so we can examine this and discuss this. Anyone joining, please join into this discussion. Okay, Gloria, what were we talking about? Hello, Gloria? Uh -huh. The yeah. bankruptcy case. The bankruptcy case. Yes. So uh, now, what is this thing about uh, this code? Bankruptcy code, code automatic stay. Section yes. Three six two. Okay. So automatic stay is U.S. eleven U.S. Code three six two. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so according to that, 3C, except as provided by sections D, E, and F, and H of this section, the stay of an act against property of an estate under subsection A continues until such property is no longer property. That's what I uh, used, is no longer property of the estate. It continues. <laughs> And then, so that's C1. Um, and then you have C3. If a, a single or joint case is filed by or against a debtor who is an individual in a case under Chapter 7, 11, or 13, and if a single or joint case <laughs> of the debtor was pending within the preceding one-year period but was dismissed, other than a case refiled under a chapter other than Chapter 7 after dismissal under Section 707B, the stay under section subsection A with respect to any action taken with respect to a debt of or property securing such debt or with respect to any lease shall terminate with respect to the debtor on the 30th day after the filing of the later case. On the motion of a party in interest for continuation of the automatic stay and upon notice of a hearing, the court may extend the stay in particular cases as to any or all creditors subject to such conditions or limitations as the court may then impose after notice and a hearing completed before the expiration of the 30-day period only if the party in interest demonstrates that the filing of the later case is in good faith as to the creditors to be stayed. 
Okay. Okay, so the good faith is an important thing. So you have to prove that it is good faith. Okay, any comments? Gloria? No. Yeah, I'm that's good. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really familiar with this kind of thing. Yeah. More than one previous, as to all creditors, if more than one previous case under any of the chapters 7, 11, and 13 in which the individual was a debtor was pending within the previous one-year period, and the second one is the number two, C2, a previous case under any 7, 11, and 13 in which the individual was a debtor was dismissed within a one-year period after the debtor mm -hmm. failed to file or amend the petition or other documents as required by this title or the court without substantial excuse. But mere inadvertence or negligence shall not be a substantial excuse unless dismissal was caused by the negligence of the debtor's attorney. Huh. Provide adequate protection as ordered by the court or perform the terms of a plan confirmed by the court. There, are, there has not been a substantial change in the financial or personal affairs of the debtor since the dismissal of the next most previous case under Chapter 7, 11, or 13. So the one just before or any other reason to conclude that the latest case will be concluded if a chapter under chapter 7, if a case under chapter 7 with discharge, or if a case under chapter 11 or 13 with a confirmed plan that will be fully performed. And as to any creditor, so that's also a very important part. A confirmed plan that is uh, fully informed. The C, lower, lowercase c, and then uppercase, uh, uppercase C and double A. Perform the terms of a plan confirmed by the court. No, double C. Okay, and then trouble three. My God, they couldn't make this more difficult. Yeah, I know. It is so stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it is, it is a C, except as provide. I mean, this is really stupid stuff. There's no need for it to be this complicated. Except as, so it's a lowercase C, okay? Mm hmm. Then you go after the lowercase c. Hang on, I need to sort this out in my head. Uh, then you so you go into the lowercase c, and then you go into uh, the stay. The plan has to be this. Uh, then you go into number three. No. 
then you go to the uppercase C. Can we drop this bankruptcy thing? I I I really don't know bankruptcy too well. Okay. Can we talk about something else? Yes. I just have to make a note of this. That's why I'm. Um, sure, we can change it up. But the, the, there are a lot of case law that adjudicated in bankruptcy court. And uh, party in interest or original lender, they have to have a note. Otherwise, they cannot take it out from automatic stay. That's, is there a law that shows that? Because that's a very important clause. But I don't there know the law are, that shows that. Yeah, search the mortgage cases. And uh, whatever it says, like RE, like R-E, R E and then like uh like some name and that's a bankruptcy cases. Like the, you know, <clears throat> they write like in re in like a re R E regarding such such person, you know. That kind of case like a normal civil cases like Jando <laughs> versus so and so. Bankruptcy court cases more like a a regarding debtors debtors name. <coughs> Bankruptcy does not have a so and so versus so and so. It's just a one person regarding the debtor. So there are mortgage cases that that talk about bankruptcy cases. <coughs> I see. Yeah, you gotta start mortgage case laws. Then you will you will go to a number of websites, and then they will give you a lot of case laws. So you gotta do a lot of research because that's a very important thing about that about that case law about the original uh, note. That 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 is a really a, uh, an extreme big service. To anyone looking for that, if if that information can be circulated, yeah, the federal court, uh, you know, in order, they're basically saying, okay, we're going to release from the 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 bankruptcy estate, you know, and uh, be able to sell the house. So the federal court is making a an order to release from automatic stay, which means any debtor could ask money or property. That's what it means when relief from automatic stay. Automatic stay means uh, anyone who is asking the debt or the property, <coughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, they cannot ask, on, and that's why it's called automatic stay from asking any debt, you know, or, or property, taking property. So once the debtor comes in and said, okay, uh, if this is my property and uh, I, I'm voluntarily uh, putting all the listings of my property into bankruptcy estate. So now it's on the bankruptcy court, and then the bankruptcy court uh says, okay, now we're going to release this property 
because the other party is asking, <clears throat> they want to take the property. But they have to have a proper law and evidence. They have to bring everything. And if they don't bring the proper proper things, uh, the promise you note and things like that, the bankruptcy court cannot grant it. Cannot grant it automatic stay, uh, uh, relief. <clears throat> they can't. So then debtor has to file a lawsuit and then uh, then do a trial by jury and uh, see if the bank has to know. You know, bank have so so could go go through like whole, you know, trial jury uh, in in law or equity, um, discovery deposition. Then later they find that the bank does not have a note, and the attorney does not have a note. Or attorney lied. They can get hammered. There's a there's a bankruptcy court actually hammered everybody $25,000 because uh, they do not have a note. (laughs) You know? Well, this is what my trustee told me. That by the time they do foreclosure, they are, the bank has done all the due diligence and They've done all the investigation, and I disagreed with them. I said, no, in my case, that's not the case. They don't have the information. They don't have the correct information. Yeah, and so, the lower court, lower court does not go by law. So then uh, then the lower court do foreclosure and create judgment is actually, uh, you know, can be examined. So... I put into higher court, so then the, they are examining, and then while the case is examining, they cannot take the property out of automatic stay. <laughs> that's and that's what is a very important uh, situation. Okay, I just went and checked on uh, on Talkshoe, and Rich is on the call. And so, hello, Rich. I see that you are joined the call. Sorry, we were looking at the code so for the bankruptcy code, so we didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that you were on the call. Good evening to you. Yeah, good evening. Yes, and so Gloria is on the call, and uh, we've been talking on about uh, U.S. Code 362 and about the complication about automatic stay and lifting automatic stay. And that's okay. a very uh, difficult situation about lifting automatic stay. What is the full description of this court? The court is bankruptcy court in which there's an automatic stay and protection about your domicile. Yes, and yes, that, yes, yes. Yeah, and that but, can be lifted in certain conditions. And how you stop the automatic stay from being lifted and an important point that Gloria was bringing up, that if you do not have the original note, if the bank doesn't have the original note, the automatic stay cannot be established. Yes, I know. They're running the fences. They're hopping the, fence. They're hopping the fences. They don't want to go straight line. <laughs> okay. What I want to say, they don't go by the law. 
Okay. Well, then they can be hanged. Okay. Uh, basically, we still have a constitution, and they're trying to hide that we do not have a constitution. So they are a ruling stateless, like stateless, uh, state, like a, like a, you know, any country has law, constitution yeah. and laws. And yeah. uh, and uh, so we are stateless citizens, and uh, we are like floating in the air. We not belong to any state. Come on, uh, everybody belongs to a certain state, and uh, and when you belong to the state, then you belong to the United States. So you're covered under state law. You're covered under state constitution. Uh, cover on the federal constitution, so they cannot say that uh, you are nobody. You are an enemy of a state. You are a terrorist. You come from some other country. You, that's all on the color of law. You have a birth certificate. You have a naturalization paper that uh, you became one of the people, one of the uh, state citizen, and they cannot ignore that. So yeah. it's all, all I, on the color of law, then now now judge is liable because right. the judge is not taking the office in good faith. Exactly. What would you what would you say if uh for example I have a live example what they're doing? I filed a bankruptcy and two days later they sold my property. Oh no! Automatic say uh, they 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 violate the bankruptcy law. Right. So what what do you do? What is what do you do when in a case like that when something such a huge violation of federal law happened? With real, yeah. it was violation of federal law. So what happened? How do you handle that? I mean, you are asking me. No, I'm asking, yeah, I'm asking both of you, I mean, everybody on the call. How do you handle when... I, I would like to know, I know it's a huge penalty for it, but I want to buy this thing a proper way. So maybe, Gloria, if you can um, express oh, your... Somebody, somebody violate the bankruptcy code? Yes, yeah. it's a federal law. So what do you? What is the punishment for that? Well, when uh, I found I'm out, uh, it's about two hundred fifty thousand dollars for violation of the stay, and you know, uh, disperse the property. And you have to file a lawsuit in the district of district court of the United States and uh, get a decree and say, uh, you know, this part <coughs> party sold your house <coughs> and violated the bankruptcy code. And uh, yep. <coughs> I I read all about I, it. I read all about it. I just wanna know what kinda, you know, proper step I should, you know, take now. File a lawsuit in the district of United District Court of the United States. <coughs> all right. And ask for declaratory judgment. Correct. <laughs> so and uh, you know and ask for declaratory judgment that um, 
that the bank uh, violated the bankruptcy law, and therefore the um, a sheriff sale is null and void. <clears throat> yeah, I sent information. Yeah, I sent information about the violation. Uh, uh, violation the bankruptcy stay. I sent to the uh, chief judge. To the judge. Now you file a lawsuit. They don't give a yeah, damn. He's right. Sending information. They're just going to protect each other. You have to file a lawsuit. I see. You know, you know, it's really getting bad in America. This is a country of the rule of law, and they're violating law like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to do nothing for this you. Is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. You know, they're hopping fences <clears throat> right and left just to go ahead. <clears throat> okay, here's the case. Uh, it's a bankruptcy case. It's called uh, In Ray. This is the bankruptcy case Like starts like In Re regarding NORSIC, N-O-S-E-K. Uh, You'll have to repeat that. You'll have Can to repeat you repeat, that. please? In re Norsec, N O S E K. Okay. It's, uh, it's the comma 386 space uh, B as a boy dot R as Robert dot 374. And in parentheses, bankruptcy, B-A-N-K-R dot, D is like a dog dot, Massachusetts, it's like a mass, so M-A-S-S, 2008 Would you be kind to copy-paste and forward to Narveen, please? Yeah, so this case is saying that the uh, America's a, a mortgage company is called Marycast, claimed that it was the holder of a no six mortgage, despite the fact that Marycast was was the loan originator, had not held a note since November 30, 1997, and and. Uh, and ended the mortgage service role as March 31st, 2005. Judge Joel B. Rosenthal placed blame on Mary Cast, the mortgage servicer, and the Wells Fargo, the mortgage lender, for the mishandling of a mortgage assignment, stating, stating, quote, it is the creditor's responsibility to keep the borrower and the court informed as to who owns the note and the mortgage and it and is servicing the loan, not the borrower's or the court's responsibility to ferret out the truth. Quote, this court will not allow Wells Fargo or any other mortgage mortgagee to shirk responsibility by pointing the finger at their servicers. Judge Rosenthal imposed sanction of $250,000 on Mary Cast 
in Wells Fargo, as well as a sanction on the low firms. <laughs> Can you send us that? Can you yes, send please. me that? Can you send me that case? Yeah. Then I'll I'll share it with Rich. Uh huh. Thank they, you very much. They have to have a note. If they don't have the note, they do not even have a standing in bankruptcy court. Ha ha ha. What about if, uh, in a case uh, where they show a note, but it's not the original note, it's not the original signature? I'm not talking. I'm not talking about any other note, but original note. I'm talking you about cannot, only you original ca- note. Yes, you <laughs> cannot make copy from the money. No copies, no good. No, no, no. I said you cannot make copies from the money. Oh, yeah, okay. But this is not money, it's a note. Yes, it is money. The moment yes, you it is money. take the... Mo- mo- and the mo- promising note is money. Yep. It's the same as a Federal Reserve note. It's the same thing. Yeah, mm. it's, a, it's a collateral. It's a collateral. Yep. Some reason yep. they use it for collateral. And then, uh, and then they have to hold it until all the obligation is fully satisfied. But they usually yeah, but don't. They they sell they, they sell the, no the, they cashing you know. they cashing prior everything. <laughs> yeah. Have you sent that one? Have you sent that case? Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm sending it right now. You're such a godsend, Gloria. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I send it. You know what, Rich? They're very, it's incredible to see a woman like Gloria who has the capacity to withhold and not be bullied by people. It is yeah. To me, it is in a huge inspiration. It's so easy to get bullied down and want to go and hide into a corner and just sort of... You've got to be able to have that, that edge in you to be able to not be allow them to bully and i think it's i don't know what the reason is and it doesn't matter what the reason is but the fact is that they do bully and they bully a lot oh yeah oh yeah they they want to take you your property and everything because uh you don't know who you are and uh you basically said under sworn testimony that you will be defending and supporting the law of the United States and Constitution of the United States of America. So, uh, so basically, uh, um, if you it, that that is your duty to do that, and if uh, a judge doesn't go by that, then you are the one who have to go after the judge. Because uh, you have a duty to defend and support the co- laws and constitution of the United States of America, and yes, no one true. can tell you. No one can tell you that you cannot. See, you know? uh, because, a judge because is, you are because you are a fiction, or because of whatever they created behind your back. <laughs> very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. See, when I when I went through my you know paperwork because I. Uh, uh, I complain about the judge who is handling you know, my case. 
So in this complaint, I uh, count about 38 federal violations he did. Do you think uh, a hair fell out of his head? No, nothing. Nothing. So, you know, here where I am, it's it's very bad. Well, the public office, okay, they are taking public office, and the public office is for business and trade, you know. So uh, even business and trade, um, they are allowed to do that for two reasons, to support themselves. The government is a self-sufficient government and also for the benefit of the people. Okay, and if they if they fail to do that, then, uh, then uh, they are vulnerable for sue. You know, they have a dual function. And they can't just uh, function as, a, you know, a public office for their benefit only, and it's supposed to be benefit for the people. And the government is created for the people, by the people, uh, and everything, you know, uh, for the people, basically. Yes. So if they are not taking their office for that reason, then they have to leave. So uh, then you have to go after these uh, public officers, you know, who's not doing their job for the benefit of people. And then they said, oh, you are a person, so we're going to get rid of all your rights. Yeah, yeah, person, yeah, okay, you created the person, but person is now you declaring that that's your property. Hey, that's that's my property, property too because I put my labor in there. You can't claim that that's yours because I put my my property in there, in that person. It's mine too, you know. Exactly. And, uh, and, and uh, it's governments too because we basically supporting the government, you know. Who is supporting the government? We the people. We are yep. obligated to support the government, and we created the government, and we are obligated to support the government. You know, so uh, so we deposit all our property in that person, and the government manages those property in that person. But if they use it for only for their benefit. And not for your benefit, <laughs> and then, 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 what kind of a trustee is that? Then we have a right to fire that trustee out of that position. Oh <laughs> so then God. you file a criminal complaint, criminal complaint, and go after that trustee, the public office, that whoever is sitting in that public office, you know. Crooks. <clears throat> That's right. I'm not sure if they're crooks. I mean, they are crooks, but a lot of people in this world, they're crooks. It's, I think it's more because so many people are not fighting back and protecting. I mean, the people are not empowered. They're not using their power. So because nobody's doing anything of it, they're like, okay, they're not going to do anything. Um, so, therefore, we can do what we want. Yeah, but then they don't like to see their name in the criminal complaint and file it in a public office, public places. <laughs> and I said, oh, you violated uh, state law perjury of oath, you know. You bring a mortgage uh, case and uh, 
uh, you're sworn under test, you know, under under penalty and perjury, and you lied. Oh, your client does not have a note. You lied. Yeah, who who wants to who wants to be a criminal? <laughs> who wants to be a criminal and in the criminal complaint? And this criminal complaint, you file it and file it into the court case. It's all public information. That's pretty serious stuff. So yeah, so um, so I think uh, people of start filing criminal complaint and it's to start working. You know, so and so our 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 law firm slash uh, John Doe, uh, Jane Doe, you know, uh, did this and did did that and <laughs> and and lied on the penitent perjury, you know, stating that their a client has the has the note, but they never brought it in, claiming the money. And that's a that's a total theft. Yeah. Not well, you know using their client's name and the client doesn't even have a note, and then then our attorney coming in and said, oh, uh, we need to take her, her house because uh, you know uh, uh, you know I am representing this bank and this bank claims that uh, that she failed to pay, you know, but then they never bring any documentation. They don't bring any documentation that their client has the note uh, or some uh, party in interest, you know, that related to the original lender. Original lender is the holder in due course of the note. But uh, they are not holder, obviously. They are not lender. And uh, they are party in interest. Even party in interest, they have to hold the note. And uh, there's uh, so many cases talking about it, whether assignment was recorded while they have note notes in their hands, and uh, and all this assignment is fraud because they never hold the note in their hands. Yes. So they're all uh, you know lying on the penalty of perjury. Yes. Which is two years prison. Yes. Yeah, so then. Uh, oh, then... I will put them for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, it's time to file a criminal complaint and uh, ask for grand jury trial. All right. I bet you. I bet you the attorney firm will run. Will run away. Because they're going to lose their bar license. You know, every single one of them that came into your court case, and they're lying on the penitent perjury. Yeah. Okay, I think this is what has to happen. If somebody accuse accuse you and said, "Oh yeah, you don't have a note, and you created penalty and perjury," now you're a criminal until you are proven innocent. <laughs> so now, mm-hmm. now the attorney have to defend uh, the, themselves. Now they have to produce a note. How are they going to do that? Their client don't never had a note, and they don't even talk to their clients either. They just use their name, and they coming into the court as a debt collectors. Right, very well. Yes. 
I found my I found my notes, you know, uh, on the stock market is just, you know, was a number uh, referring mm-hmm. to the, you know, like you researching. So money is gone and probably chop off on, you know, many pieces because they sell to the investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once the notice are all So they together. cannot they cannot simply provide it. Also, I did the investigation report and title chain of title to my property is twice broken uh, during this, uh, you know, at the time I was, uh, I had the, you know, I had the house. So they have absolutely no right to my property, but they still do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, you can imagine. That's so hard. you can imagine. I got very serious case. I just have to bite it in a proper way, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. File a criminal complaint and serve to the sheriff. And sheriff's supposed to uh, indict them in the county. And uh, once, you do, once, I'm once you report to the sheriff to serve the criminal complaint, a sheriff cannot uh, kick you out. Until uh, until uh, there have to be a grand jury trial, criminal complaint has to be dealt with a, a grand jury trial. Until right. then, criminal complaint just stays there, you know, and they're criminal. <laughs> and and the... oh yeah, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Yeah. File criminal complaint, and and the user use the Title Eighteen Section One Zero Zero One, unlawful debt. Eighteen. Eighteen uh, uh, USC, USC Section Section One Zero Zero One. Zero zero one. And okay. the, and the, and then use your state law. Usually they swear under state law penalty and perjury. So violation of your state law penalty, you know, sworn under penalty of perjury, they're lying. So file that too, you know, they're lying and and uh, they never brought the original note in mortgage note and uh, never identify if they are party in interest and certainly they are not original lender and uh, they never identify as a party in interest in interest is somebody who's related to the lender and mm-hmm. has an interest in the property. So then you gave that to the lender and then they have to have a some kind of agreement <clears throat> from the lender how they become the party in interest. If they cannot identify that relationship, then they are nobody. So then, okay. then the attorney lied, isn't it? So it's just the attorney using the bank's name and, and actually, like, there's no bank actually uh, coming into the court. It's the attorney actually using the name, and and he's the debt collector who bought the a certain amount of debt, some certain amount as a debt, or they have a, some sort of agreement, you know. Right. And uh, and the bank maybe gave uh, some, you know, some incentive to go after the 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 the. House and if our attorney gets it, then our attorney get our attorney will be rewarded. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So there it yeah. has some sort of a relationship there, um, but bank is not coming after you, actually. It's the attorneys. Yes. As, as their collectors. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, um, when uh, four years ago I sent to the bank a qualified written request, about 105 uh, questions, mm. which I prepared to find out uh, what uh, standing they have, if mm. they have, and they didn't send me anything. They just sent me a copies of old uh, closing documents, what uh, <laughs> what mm. I have already in the file. So, mm. so they didn't present anything, and under uh, RESPA, they need to cooperate, and they didn't. Mm. And I present to the judge, and, you know, he just like, Okay, I had the breakfast already. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. All right, Judge, then let's go for a discovery, full discovery in trial by jury. No, he didn't la- allow me to do it. No. I know, I know, I know. No? So, so, How uh, can he they... say no? Isn't that part of your constitutional right to have a trial by jury? Yep. Mm-hmm. Seventh Amendment at common law. So if a judge is preventing your right to trial by jury and uh, a full discovery in that position, then a judge is basically practicing law on the bench. That's one thing. And second thing, he shouldn't, you know, keep the sides, mm-hmm. any sides. But now he's keeping the sides, you know. Who, why? Because, you know, he got kickback from the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. kickback is hard to prove. Um, yeah. But, uh, I know it's hard to prove, but uh, you know. Definitely, if a judge is saying that, uh, that, oh, no trial by jury and no deposition, uh, basically, then he is uh, uh, representing the bank, so therefore he is a practicing law on the bench. Now, you yep. have to prosecute him for that reason. Practicing law on the bench is prohibited. I know, I know, but they just—I'm telling you—they're jumping faces. <laughs> so then, the Supreme Court has the jurisdiction over the judges who are bar bar licensed. Uh, <clears throat> the judges are bar association of the Supreme Court. Yeah. So Supreme Court, they're Supreme Court bar members. So um, Supreme Court has the a jurisdiction over the judges. So now you have, you have to bring the judges to the Supreme Court uh, under um, uh, like a Pennsylvania, um, there is a, uh, the officers, officers uh, basically could, well, it's like a judicial canon and the judge violates a judicial canon and then uh, Supreme Court has jurisdiction over the judges, how the judges rule. So then the Supreme Court has obligation to review the cases. And that's commanded by the statute. So if you read um, judiciary title, it all says there what the Supreme Court's duty is and what Supreme Court has uh, exclusive jurisdiction and 
you know, Supreme Court has original jurisdiction, and it talks about all that, you know, Supreme Court has an extraordinary jurisdiction, and you know, all that things, things like that. So you have to find those judiciary title and said, okay, you know, judiciary title granted the Supreme Court to overlook the case under uh, extraordinary jurisdiction, and uh, and the, the Supreme Court has uh, power to step in to any court <clears throat> during the any proceeding and uh, determine the case uh, with the fair and justice and uh, and uh, rule the final order. You know, that's what it says on the government statute, uh, the judiciary title. So you got to find these codes and use them, use them in in the uh, Supreme Court. Okay. You mean you know, Supreme so Supreme Court? Yeah. So read okay. your you read your state judiciary title, and read the read the whole thing. It, it's a couple, okay. you know, maybe a two thousand, but just you know, read them, read them uh, quickly, and you find them. You find them about the the Supreme Court has a jurisdiction over such 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 thing. So listed there. All right, very much. Thank you. Super all. All right. I have I something it. on a slightly different note that I would like to mention. Uh, following through with the um, with the work that I'm doing with um, removal, my jury trial where I filed a motion uh, for uh, removal of the paragraph on Covaranto that says that um, uh, the municipal is above the law. And that's going to go in for a jury trial. The pre-trial is in April, April the 5th. Um, and I don't know, I've not heard anything. I filed the motion, but I've had no response to it. And uh, it's in traffic court, so the response has to be given to me and written, not online. This online thing is a nuisance. It's, it's the biggest money-making scam that one has um, ever heard of. But uh, the traffic court will go online, but it isn't yet online. It will become online. Because uh, every every printing thing you do, you have to pay for every single sheet of paper that, that you're looking at and that you're printing up. So it's, they're restricting law to only people who can afford it. Uh, you know, you, you're not going to have access to the law unless you pay for it because you can't read it. Uh, the cases, etc. So anyway, I have had no response on this. The motion has been filed, but nothing has happened. Just wanted to mention that to everybody. So um, with that, um, I don't know. Is there any other issues that we need to um, 
to bring up. So some cases, um, um, like for instance, uh, you tried to appeal it and the appeal court said there is no final order and you cannot appeal it. Um, and you appeal it and they dismissed it, something like that. Um, then either you appeal that dismiss um, or you go directly to Supreme Court and the Supreme Court to review um, because there's no final order and then Supreme Court dismiss your appeal. So you have no choice to get the remedy. Uh, Supreme Court is the only solution. So you can go to Supreme Court and ask for uh, a review under extraordinary jurisdiction and, uh, and, and give you the extraordinary relief. So, and that's their duty to uh, uh, protect the citizen of that state. So Supreme Court has the duty to protect that state where they are located. <clears throat> that's their duty. So they have a right to go step into any court and and create a constitutional judgment. Well, in so, my case, in my, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, in my case, they already deny me second time. They, they don't tell me what? Who, denied, who denied what? The Supreme Court. Oh, my Supreme case. Court denied. My, my case, the, the, the uh, uh, foreclosure case. What do you mean? You went to Superior Court? Yeah, I went to Supreme Court of Illinois, yes. You, and they you, deny you me... Did you go to Superior Court first? They don't have, we don't have that here, but I'm interested to know, Rich, what did they deny you? Did they deny you the ability to appeal or did they come to a decision against you? What, what uh, they just, they just don't want to look at anything because, you know, uh, they just, uh, what I read, they just taking uh, certain... Well, well, Supreme Court has... Well, the, let, me, well, let me hear. Just a minute, Gloria. I want to hear. The Supreme Court says that they're only taking what? As certain files. They don't take anything. And I might be lucky they're taking mine. But, you know, uh, this is the <laughs> second time I have denial by the clerk of the court. It's not the judge. It's just the clerk of the court. is denying, you know, to review and everything else. Well, the, because if you don't file it correctly, they they do not have to look at it. Uh, they no, don't buy that's it. not true. That's not true because right now I know this because I know this from my personal experience. You cannot you cannot file manually. It's the United States law effective January first, two thousand and eighteen. When you are filing online, the clerk actually assists you to make sure that the filing is done correctly. No, I, I still file I still file to Supreme Court directly by mail. So your statement is wrong. Absolutely not. This is a United States Supreme Court ruling and the and the 
Supreme Court of Illinois mandatory as well as our trial court will not accept any maybe Illinois is different to Pennsylvania but in Illinois they will not accept any filings yes manually has to be, you have yes, to have to, an exception yes has to be so, e-filing and I did the e-filing as soon it was accepted they want me to ma mail uh, by the physical make a copy 15 uh, uh, 15 files Correct. to to mail so I do, I actually I you know my uh, uh, my motion was about 105 pages each so I mm -hmm. sent them the box you know with all the uh, material mo yeah motions some some things uh spring court uh, tell you they have rules, strict rules, and uh, you have to do like maximum five pages or. Oh yeah, I did that, but you know they said uh, they said I can add material to it if I think is necessary. Mm -hmm. So what I did is uh, uh, I add my uh, uh, affidavit of truth uh, statement. And uh, I add uh, my uh, brief, which, you know, mm -hmm. appellate court doesn't want me to file. They've been manipulating me, you know, because they said I cannot file a brief until record going to come from the circuit court. And when I order uh, 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 the file from the circuit court, uh, let's say May 25th last year, did not arrive until September 8th. <laughs> Can you imagine? And as soon arrived, they hold it only four days and then send it back. Not inform me the file arrives, so I can, you know, uh, file the brief. It's all complicated. It really is. And it's unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> so you file well, it you file it correctly, and then after you did it, and they go, oh, dismiss, like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they don't tell you what, they don't tell you why. Mm -hmm. It's just dismissed. Hmm. And lately, I found out that, uh, you know, from the very nice person I'm kind of operating with him, that if I file stuff to the appellate court, I should file a bond, a insurance. Huh? Insurance. Yeah. And I read, I read the civil procedure. Mm -hmm. I doesn't mention that. And I was a few times in a clerk office, appellate office, and I asked what else has to be done to, you know, to have this uh, proper way, you know, filed. So that's it. You've done everything good. Okay. So they never they keep you they keep you in the dark all the time. Yes, the bond is not something that they is they talk about, and and uh, Gloria talked about the bond too. But yeah, I, I didn't I, know about I, it. I, I file bonds. I give them bonds. 
When did you file the bond? At what time in your life? Uh, sometimes I give them bonds, sometimes I don't. Um, yeah, that's not the answer to my question. For your home, when did you, when did you, on your various cases, when did you file a, uh, the bond? Some cases I don't, some cases I do. So I don't know what you're talking about. You said my case, my home case. I, I have a many case, many different courts. What do you mean? Um, so on, the, on your home case, when did you file the bond? My home case, okay, my home case in five different courts, so in all different issues. So different issue, different different thing. Sometimes I don't give it to them, sometimes I do. You know, if law allows me, um, and it says, oh, if a, if a property is in the hands of a, 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 a sheriff, then you could uh, file a supersedious, um and uh, and could give a supersedious bond. So it talks about supersedious bond. So I said, okay, I'll give a supersedious bond. <laughs> you know, so it depends on the situation. You know what I mean? So all depends. If the law allows, if the law says, okay, you file supersedious bond for the supersedious case proceeding. So I said, okay. So then I wrote the bond. Yeah, but see, in my case, uh, they did not told me about it. And uh, when I read uh, uh, the civil procedure, uh, mm-hmm. nothing is mentioned there too. Oh yeah. Sometimes Absolutely. yeah. I don't. I sometimes, don't think this is law. Sometimes they do it. The bond, but when you appeal it, you cannot read the civil procedure. You have to read appellate procedure. Appellate yes, procedure. yes, appellate procedure. Nothing is in it. This is what I meant. Yeah, appellate procedure. Yeah. Yeah. I did uh, not know that. I did not Sometimes it's in the local, local rules. Local rules. You got to read like different places. See, they hide everything. They hide everything and only who are, you know, Whoever is at the table, they know where to look for. I meant, you know, attorneys and, you know, liars and all these crooks. They know where to look for. Like me, you know, it, you know, it doesn't say, I'm not that oriented, you know, where they hiding the stuff. And uh, if you don't get, you don't file, let's say, uh what is it, the informal properties. If you don't have money, you have to give them informal properties. So then they will grant it in a, and then proceeding without the fee. So if you don't do that, they will dismiss the case too. You know, they don't tell you that. You know. So, or they will tell you, oh, you have to pay the fee. So whatever you file, you are playing to. You are a plaintiff when you file an appeal, you know. And a plaintiff has to put a bond. And then if you read who files the bond, and it will say it in appellate procedure. Uh, does what do you say in appellate procedure? 
appellate procedure talks about who file who need to file bonds. Oh. So you gotta look for the appellate procedure rule, filing bonds, and then it will pop out. You gotta do this search, you know, you gotta know how to do search and read. Takes time. So, uh, okay, so so when I already took file out to the Supreme Court, there's a chance I will still you know, can file this bond to it or, or it's already over? Um, if you, if you file something and then, then once you file it correctly, they will say you file it correctly and then, uh, they will tell the other party to answer. So the other party answered in your case or no? Is in appellate court, yes. The other party answered. The other party answered, yeah. Okay, then... Then they they just say dismiss the case. Yeah, like that. They, without any reason, they get, don't give me reason. They just dismiss. <laughs> so then you file a motion to reconsider and say. Of course I did. I, I did. Yeah. All right. Then of you course I did. Then you have to go to U.S. Supreme Court after that. Okay. I you know I have you know. Uh, because the court has the duty to answer. And let the let the you know poor state litigant know, you know. So <laughs> but I ask, uh, yeah, I asked the uh, clerk of the Supreme Court. I said, you know, uh, well, it's denied, but you know, I I don't see what is the base of denial here. Oh, mm-hmm. they don't have to give you any base. Mm-hmm. See. Mm. So how are you going to argue that? All right, then you go to, you know, you say, okay, I appealed it. I didn't get remedy. Now you go to federal court and file a lawsuit. The federal court has to accept that. But you know what? I'm I'm thinking. thinking How do you know the federal court has to accept it? Because uh, federal court um, is the next step if a state state court does not give a, a proper due process. And the federal court is obligated to do it. Okay. That's why the federal government is established for that reason. All right. The, the, yeah, the state uh, court uh, uh, tend to abuse their own citizens, so federal court is has been established for that reason. Okay, very so you well. Have now tell, you have to tell you have to tell the judge that I uh, this case went to the Supreme Court or Superior Court and and uh, I cannot uh, get the remedy and I cannot get the due process. So you have to explain that. You know, okay. then uh, because I filed, you know, a few times and judges says, oh, she could have gone to the superior court, you know, and she didn't do this and do that. And, hey, I actually did that, but I didn't say that. And then that was too late after judges said dismissed because she could have gone to the superior court. But I did not mention it. I went to the superior court and they dismissed my appeal. You know, so it's important to say things, you know, what really went on at the state court. Okay, thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very well. But, you know, now I, uh, what you mentioned, you know, I'm going to file the criminal complaint. uh, You know. So, so basically, um, federal court wants you to go to at least one appellate court, either Supreme Court or uh, Superior Court. 
at least one, then you are exhausting your remedy. Because once you go to, let's say, Superior Court and Superior Court deny, uh, then Supreme Court says uh, it's not mandatory. And uh, it's, a, it's a, a discretion of the court to whether to take it or not. You know, mm-hmm. read of a certiority is, is not a mandatory for the Supreme Court to review. Mm-hmm. So then they could deny you after Superior Court then you cannot go any any higher. Then you go to federal court and 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 complain. You know. All right. Very well. Very well. And they and they are much more. Michael Hamilton was saying that when you go to federal court, they they understand what common law is. They understand the peoples. They understand the constitution, and they uphold the constitution much better than at lower courts. Not necessarily. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I don't have personal experience. I'm just telling you what Michael Hamilton said. No, I, yeah, I went to a federal court and filed a common law, and they told me that oh, she could have gone to the superior court, and why she's coming to federal court? <laughs> why she's not? You know, there's a, so much uh, uh, due process. You know, going to a higher court is part of a due process, and if they violate, uh, then then go to you know federal court. So they don't they don't really like that. You know. So um, uh, I gonna I gonna make them love me, believe me. <laughs> yeah. you know, I know so, they will yeah, so never give up. Get, don't give up, you know. I won't. Believe me I won't. Yeah. Good. I won't. Good. I got I got I got such you know I got I got such good character. Good, good. That's your DNA. Okay, I have something that I would like to mention, and then we can see if there's more that we need to discuss before we close. I need to discuss, and I'm educating myself because I'm totally lost. It's about 5G. This new thing that's coming up, 5G is uh, pretty much terrifying when you when you look into it and some information is being circulated now that has a capacity literally to fry us and what the what is being done and I don't know if that's hysteria or I don't have the I'm not a computer person and so they're building all these uh, new um, I don't know how many millions of uh, uh, satellites that are going to be coming up and this 5G. So while, I don't know if you're going to talk more about the other law, but after we are done with that, then I was wondering if anybody knew anything about 5G. Does anybody have any in, in information? Well, they're trying to put the cell tower every 200 feet. Um, the reason that all oh, the customer complain, you know, the call drops and blah, blah, blah. But Basically, that's not the um, condition. Actually, um, they um, they 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 basically trapping all Americans. Every corner, they're gonna put two hundred feet cell tower. Yeah, but it's yeah. That's not just the cell tower. Cell tower. I'm sorry. It's just five G. And this 5G. It, it seems like okay. It's from 3G to 4G. It's only 1G more. But from 4G to 5G isn't just 1G. It's a whole different system. 
Yeah. And that system is pretty scary from what I'm hearing uh, because it can, uh, it's like a vibrations that can actually, f- I mean. Oh, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard that uh, you could hear voices too. It can make you hear yeah. voices. Yeah. They, it's a lot they, of manipulate, the they manipulate your brain. Yeah, and they, and there's some stuff about uh, it's a uh, it's the same thing as the harp stuff, and I I don't want to be frightened of it without knowing, but there's a, a beginning a movement, if you wish. There's a lot of people who are beginning to act against it and to alert a lot of people about it, what exactly, and it's going to actually affect us worldwide. So, so it's going to affect mankind, mankind, womankind, humankind, whatever. The political correct thing to do is human beings, okay, whatever. I'm, I don't get into PC conversation. But uh, it's affecting mankind across the globe. Yes. They want to put a different chain of DNA within us. Oh, there's a woman, there was a woman who actually uh, lived underneath that cell tower. And uh, they put it on the top of the apartment buildings. So um, so all those people that live nearby, underneath, their bodies frying, basically. Um, the the woman, she lived there and uh, she she, her body is like, totally um, reacting to even small radiation after she's been fried. Her body just cannot, you know, could identify any little objects that has radio frequency. My God. And then she will have like headaches and nausea and, you know, whole body, just hair sticking up, you know. So, oh, it's terrible. Can you imagine that? Yes, it is. It's terrible. Yeah, it is scary. See, like uh, previously, this you know, this wasn't uh, you know uh, stated anywhere. But uh, what happened? Why you know in Chicago was so much you know shooting and deaths every you know weekend days and stuff. Because they've been manipulating those frequencies and people went crazy. It gets you upset for nothing, you know, and they just, um, you know, getting out of the house and going random on some, you know, innocent people. Oh, part of it is also gangsters where you're supposed to kill somebody to belong. True. Some of these gangster groups are like that. I mean, I, there was horrible. There have been horrible is, in Chicago. Right. It is all coming, you know, like together, you know, pieces by pieces. But this is what, is what they're doing. They're manipulating, you know, your emotion. And I, uh, I, I, um, I really believe that we have an opportunity to to make some changes. There are countries in which uh, 100%, 100% of people who are incarcerated are, uh, re- are rehabilitated. They don't go back because there's a, the programs that are being done inside and under 
under the uh, the system, the government system, it, they, they they create situations that they're they're not going to go back. That's a very big thing. We don't do. We don't have that. So I don't know what's going to happen. Whether it's just going to kill us all, or whether this this five G is bothering me a lot uh, because well, I already see the damaging effect of some of the other things. Is in Georgia is a monument. It's saying everything what they're going to do. Yeah, and I don't buy that, frankly, Rich. I know that I've heard that a lot, and I just you know have been an intense discussion with somebody. And maybe I'm, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm right, and it's not a question of right or wrong, but my personal opinion is that a universal truth must be universal. And I'm out of all the people in our organization, I happen to be the one who was born from, an, you know, an old country. And, uh, yeah, Gloria is from Korea, but I was born in India. And the Vedas do not have any end of the world scenario like this. If there's any end of the world, um, it talks about personal. When there's a catastrophe that happens to you, then your world is ending. But it may not happen to the next person. But when you go into uh, this change from one era to the other, that's 3,000 years away that is going to, the Kali Yuga is going to end and the Sati Yuga is going to begin. That's far away, and there's a lot of um, stress given on empowerment of people through meditation where you influence the vibrations around you. In Kali Yuga, this era of darkness, you are carried by the spiritual people who um, literally affect the areas around them through their spirituality, through their prayer. And it has in this era, it has the Kali Yuga, the darkness, the effect of a little bit of prayer is m- much more than during the golden era. So the thinking, if there has to be a thing, and I really do believe in the power of spiritual vibrations because I, I support Nikola Tesla, and I really believe in what he says, that to understand the universe, it's energy, vibrations, and frequency. And vibrations are a very, very important part of everything we do. Frequency, yes, that is being exploited by these 4G and 5G. That's all energy. That's all Tesla's work. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the vibrations are very important. I really believe that. The other thing is that this end of the world, what exactly is this end of the world they're talking about? Who came up with those Georgia, where they came from? It was some bizarre situation. You know, I, I don't know enough about it to, to, to be intelligent in my criticism of it, but the only intuitively, to me, a universal truth is universal. Otherwise, it is not truth. Yeah. It's yeah. a lead of people, a lead of bankers, who are they, you know, controlling the world. Okay, I have a a release to give you. Uh, Let me bring it up here. Let me see where it is. That these fellows, I'm going to give you the name of the people who, um, the the Syria war that's going on. 
they um, there is an Israeli group that is while this uh, war is going on. There's oh here it is. Since the outbreak outbreak of the conflict in Syria, Israel has awarded drilling rights for oil and gas in Israeli occupied Syria to a company called Genie Energy. Guess who's on the board? Dick Cheney. Jacob Rothschild. <laughs> listen, listen to the rest of it. Jacob Rothschild, Rupert Murdoch, yeah. James Woolsey is the ex-CIA director, Bill Richardson, who is the ex-U.S. Energy Secretary, Larry Summers. You know Larry yeah. Summers, right? He was fired from Harvard, and then he became head of U.S. Treasury, and now he's the ex-head of U.S. Treasury. And yeah. then this guy, who I've never heard of, Michael Steinhardt, mm-hmm. he's a Wall Street t- trader. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. Genie yep. Energy. Yep. They have exploited the Syrian war. I mean, these guys are monsters. <laughs> Worse than that. Worse than that. Unbelievable. What for for they went to Iraq? Unbelievable. So here here you go. So, yeah. Uh, Did they they punish anybody? All false, uh, you know, everything. Unbelievable. They're still walking. They're still walking. Yeah. So right, it's a it's a tough situation, but I I think there's this five G, we can do whatever information. The only thing I have done so far, information that I have about how to protect yourself against five G, is to take in your daily diet something known as carbon sixty six zero. And I've just started looking into it. I've not had the time to study it, but it's you can actually make your at home. You can make carbon six zero, or you buy it from uh, reputable sources. And so that is the only thing that will counter some of these influences. But I need to mention this to you so that you all can we can begin uh, study and sharing. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do we have any other um, things to talk about? On my side, no. Thank you. Okay. And I had sent you the motion that I had pulled in about. I got it. Thank you very much. Yes. Any opinions about that? Uh, I have to read. I have to research to you know uh, put some input into it. Okay. Okay. All right, then I move to close, and then we can meet again next week. Is do I have a second? I move yes. to. I make the motion. Okay, fine. Thank you so much, and then we'll meet again. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll meet again next week. All right. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.